in the Sicha of Shabbos, Parshas, Tzavah, Tavshin, and Beis, and many other Sichas in general, particularly in the Sichas of Nun Beis, or Malaf Nun Beis, the Rebbe speaks a lot about the Etzim Anashama, Mashiach being associated with the concept of Etzim Anashama. These concepts are, from one hand, very important to understand, to internalize properly, because in a certain sense that brings out the whole Yisoy, the whole etzem of the Indian of Mashiach, as the Rebbe explained, it's, it's a very important viewpoint which explains many aspects regarding Mashiach and the core of Mashiach and the reason why Mashiach is so relevant and etc. etc. On the other hand, it's, we're talking about etzem, it's obviously um, not something that we is shayach necessarily to use Oseus of Seichel, of Hasbot, of explanation. But uh, I guess we could try our best. So, in general, when we speak about Mashiach, there's many different dimensions to Mashiach. There's many different levels. There's the things that Mashiach will do, even the things that he will do. There's according to Halacha, that he will return the Shlemus of Teirah Mitzvahs. He will Kibbutz Goliath, Binyan Beis HaMikdash, the different things that Mashiach has to do, then there's obviously, if you dig deeper, according to Kabbalah, and according to Chassidus, the different revelations of the days of Mashiach. But at the end of the day, the Etzim minion of Mashiach is, as we're probably all familiar with, which usually in, in the earlier days, the term that was used for this is Yechidah HaKlolis, and in the later Sichas, Rebbe focused on using the term Etzim HaNeshama. So, in other words, it's not a particular, it's not that Mashiach is a, is a person with particular individual qualities, great wisdom, great divine uh, insight to teach people how to live their lives, or a miracle worker that will change nature, things like that. The essence of Mashiach is that he's, that the essence that he's connected, that he reveals the Abish's essence in this world. And he reveals the essential bond and connection that every Jew has with the Abishter. And in a certain sense, the, the idea of Golos and Geula, if you want to, if, if we would put, try to understand and then put on our glasses to look at the idea of Golos and Geula through different, the eyes of Halacha, the eyes of Kabbalah and Chakira. So each different, each individual Torah sage had a different, it gives us a different viewpoint of Mashiach. There's discussed this in the past number of times, there's halachic aspect of Mashiach amongst the Chaykri Yisrael that spoke heavily about Mashiach. You have the Barbanel, you have the Maral, etc., etc. Each one, there's a certain vision of what Mashiach is all about. And in a certain sense, the way it comes out according to Chassidus is that as long as the Etzim of the Epish is not revealed, then we're still in Galus. In other words, the ultimate idea of Golos and Gula is that there's a revelation of Atmos. Because in, in, in every level, there's a Golos and Gula relative to that level. When a certain level is not revealed from the perspective of, uh, you know, this level, the level of Atsilus, as long as the level of Atsilus is whatever is important, that level is not functioning right. So there's a Golos. When things are functioning right, weights in the level of Atsilus, that's a Gula relative to the level of Atsilus. But relative to the way things are in the big picture, so as long as the etzim is not revealed, that's Golos. And in a certain sense, that's the core of Golos. The Rebbe explains a very fundamental 
um, understanding of the idea of Golos and Geula is explained in the Sikha Shavas Pashas Chukas Tav Shemem Ches. There the Rebbe explains the idea of Gula Mitis Fashlema, that the Gula is a true and complete redemption. And the Rebbe explains over there that as long as there's one detail in the world that's not redeemed, it's not true and complete. Because in every, and I mean, just the Rebbe doesn't necessarily use these exact words, but the idea, the way it comes out from a few places is, is that in every level of Giluim, every level of revelation, it might be very great, it might be intense, godly light, but it's not all-encompassing. It doesn't, it doesn't touch down to the very core of the world itself. And therefore, there's always one element, or there could be at least one element, that remains unaffected. So let's similar to what the Rebbe says in Vata the Tzava, Tavshim Amalov, the Kuntus Purim Katan Tavshim Beis, which the Rebbe gave out, that even a Tzadik, that by him he has a very great revelation of Gilead Lakos, but he also doesn't have Mashiach, because from the very fact that there's his revelation doesn't affect the entire world, it means he doesn't have the essence of the Abish. You're worried to have the essence of the Abish there. That would have to be permeate the whole world. So the Rebbe explains in the Chukas Tav Shemem Ches that the ultimate goal is that in every single entity in the world is redeemed. You see its connection that it comes from the essence of the Epishter. And the only, the true and complete gula that it's all-encompassing is really only in the level of Atmos. And explain this a little bit more, the Rebbe uses, and in other places, the Rebbe explains that what does Golos mean? So, the word Golos means you're in exile. There's different levels of the Neshama that's in exile. There's different, there are different ways of understanding, there's different ways of understanding exile. So, for example, somebody is Parshat Bishviya, somebody is Parshat going through terrible pain, terrible suffering, so we understand that's Golos. So, we, everyone has different problems in life. So, how does he look at Golos? How does he look at Gula? Gula means that these problems go away. But then there's a more subtle level of Golos. There's a, subtle, a more subtle definition of Golos, which is a person is okay, he's functioning good, he has a, enough money in the bank, life is wonderful. But his potential, who he really is, is not being expressed. He's, he's, he's living. You know, so to say, a fake life. He's, he's not living a true, rich life, bringing out who he really is. So you have, Golos could mean, we, we usually refer to Golos as a very strong manifestation of Golos, with a strong, with, where there's, you know, suffering, physical suffering, spiritual suffering. But Golos means that a person is nimsa shalei koima, a person is not in his right place, or he's not in the place he should be, he's not functioning properly. So, if a person has capabilities that are not being used out, in a subtle form, it's Golos. The ultimate Golos, we're talking about, let's say, during the first base HaMikdash, it was a, a great Gilead It was still a Golos. In other words, everything is relative. You don't call it Golos necessarily in the terminology of Chassidus, but that we, we call it Bizman Habayis. We say there was a Gilead Lakos. It's true, relative to the bitterness, to the, to the horrors of Golos that we had after the destruction of the base HaMikdash, so, the, so it's after the destruction that we enter the stage of Golos, but relative to the to, 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 to the way things are supposed to be, from the beginning of creation, from Chetei Sadas, and more particularly from the fact that the Abishur created the world with a Tzimtzum, that his, his, his infinite light is concealed, that's already a Golos. The fact that the Abishur himself is not revealed in the world, that is the real problem of Golos. And that is what leads to all the 
further, all the, all the other levels of Golos are manifestations, are symptoms of a root problem that there's, that the ultimate level of light, ultimate or whatever you want to call it, the ultimate essence of everything is concealed, is not, is not revealed in an open way. So that leads room that as things go on, there's a Chetet Sadas, and there's a Chorban Beis Amitish, and so on and so forth. The same thing when it comes to a person. A person has, in his Avoida, there's, there's level of Golos. Level of Golos is explained in Tanya and other places, is that the Koiches of the Nefesh Elikis are Begoyla, are captive, are, 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 are held, are the Nefesh of Bahamas has, is, is, is not allowing them to, to be expressed, or is even that's uh, explained in my modern Simish Patipot, it's capturing them, it's, it's using them out for, for, for clip and so on and so forth. So these are all very strong, vivid manifestations of Golos in a person's avoid, where a person is struggling with his animal soul, which we all relate to. But the ultimate Geula redemption doesn't mean, oh, how, how do you get rid of all these problems? You become a tzaddik government, it's a re- very great revelation of light, and the Yetzir Hud is taken away. And now, now you have Gula. That's, that's not really the message of Gula. The message of Gula is that a Jew is able to experience the fact that he's one with the Ebeshter, that deep down he and the Ebeshter is one. Etzim HaNashama. When that Etzim HaNashama gets revealed, that's already the beginning of Gula. And when the, the ultimate idea of Gula is that this Etzim HaNashama becomes manifest in all his Koychas HaGlui, in all his revealed Koychas. He doesn't have to bring something new, he doesn't have to change himself, and there has to be a revelation of something which is totally beyond who he is. But what Gula means in the avoid of a person is a recognition and the experience that he's one thing with the Eibashet. That, that is the key, that is, that, that is the, the, the Hilada, the birth of Mashiach in his nefesh. So it, it's a very, it's a very Yisaitistic Indian, and it's, and it's, and it's that when the Rebbe's message of Mashiach is coming, it's not just that there's an event that's going to happen. The Rebbe's message is, is probably, in, at least in the level of, of, of echos, of quality, first and foremost, that there's a certain mindset we should have, there's a certain way we should live and think and feel, which is how we tap into the Gula. And starting from our, from our Avedas Hashem, it's this mindset of living on the consciousness of Etzim HaNeshama. And the whole point that I was trying to bring out, Etzim HaNeshama doesn't mean that after a person spends 50, 80 years of doing his Avedas, and, and he reaches one level to another level, then he reaches Etzim HaNeshama. No, Etzim HaNeshama means this is who you are, before anything. Etzim HaNeshama is a level that a kid has, that he has his Amun Abshut, Anim Espal, Daza, Tinek, as Rebbe spoke a number of times. Where your child davened. He doesn't know any Pulpulim, any Sifrei Kabbal, or Sifrei Chsidus. It's a simplicity, the simplicity of the Neshama connecting with the Epeshtah. When a person taps into that level, and he's conscious of it, and he expresses, expresses it in his Kachas HaGeluyim, this, in return, brings about the same thing, this brings the Dira Betachta, and this reveals Ebesha throughout the world, and automatically you have the goal, automatically all the problems, physical problems, problems in Avedas Hashem are, are taken away. So this is, a, I, I think, a very, very fundamental understanding that when it comes, in many, many aspects, when it comes to understanding what, what this mindset of Mashiach is, what Mashiach represents, both Mashiach himself and also Mashiach within our nefesh and how we could live with it now, it's, it's this nakuda of living on the level of etzem. 
Now, living on the level of etzim doesn't mean as the way it sounds like a person forgets about all his, you know, regular way of thinking and feeling and he has to transcend all that and go beyond himself. And it's obviously that's true as well. But the point of living with etzim is, is the reverse. So you start with the recognition that this is who you are. It's not that you have to forget about yourself, but this is really who you are, and, and, and this is the simplistic, simplistic expression of your existence is that you want with Eipishter. Now, understand that and bring it down into your Kreich HaSagluyim. So, after saying that, those few points, I, just, I want to focus on, on a few um, expressions of this concept. There, there, there's, there's a number of points, and one thing is understanding the fact that Mashiach is connected with the Etzem, and then also the idea of bringing the etzim the kreichas which are two separate points. I'll focus now primarily on the first point and highlight a few points the way it's by Mashiach himself, the way it's um, expressed in the Nyonim that Mashiach will do, and also in our, in our Avoida. So first of all, the, um, the, 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 the Rebbe speaks for example, one thing to start off with that's Negea Poshet in, in our minds, in our Vedas Hashem. And a few Sikhs, the Rebbe spoke, so to say, practical applications of, of this mindset. And one is the Sikh, and Kutay Sikh is Chelek Yudches, Parshas Bolok. But the Rebbe discusses the Haftoira, Parshas Bolok, Vayashedis Yaakov, the idea of Bitochen. And the Rebbe explained that the Bitochen of the future will be in a way that there will be nature, but when you look at nature, you'll see right away that nature is just an expression of godliness. And therefore, the Rebbe explains, when a person living as that, that mindset, there could be a person that is a frumayid, and he knows he has to believe in the Ebesher, but the Ebesher says in the Torah, that you have to make a keli in nature. And therefore, the Torah itself gives in his, he, he uses, he, based on the guiding principles of Torah, the viewpoint of Torah, so he uses, he looks at the world that is an entity. True, it's not an entity. He, did, he didn't decide it's an entity. He's following what Taita said, but because of Taita, it's an entity. But then there's a deeper thing that a person realizes that that Taita's telling you to do it, but that's all, because that's Rosan of Debishter. It's not that the Teva itself, Taita is giving Hashivas to the Teva itself. Taita is giving credi- credibility to nature itself. And if a person is on that mindset, so if he has a struggle if he should daven with a minion or he should go to work earlier and then he might make more money or he'll have uh, catch a few potential business deals so if a person is not living on the mindset that the teva that the teva itself is godliness so then he uh, could be he will win the war could be he will overcome the yetzirah he will overcome his temptation not to daven with the minion or not to learn and he will stay in Shul and Daven. But at the end of the day is, what was the poil Yoytze? What was the whole Vart? The Vart is that for him there's two things. There's godliness, and there's the world. There's Yoytze, Toiv Yoytze Rara, Nefesh HaLukis, Nefesh HaBahamas. He pravid the Kunz, he overpowered his Nefesh Bahamas. But the etzim fact that it was a struggle means that it's already not a Gula mindset. In the Gula mindset, the person looks, the only reason why he's involved in nature, because he sees that it's, that's the apish's will. Nature itself, it's the apish's will to be involved in nature. Not that that itself has its own credibility. So he's involved in his parnasa. The same reason he's putting on tefillin. 
So could it be that his parnasa should be a stira to, the, to, to putting on tefillin, to davening with a minion? The same way if a person has two mitzvahs that he has to do, it wouldn't be shy to say that one mitzvah should take away the other mitzvah, or that you know, there's rules and regulations. What Shulchan Aruch says, what's more important or less important? But if the whole chashivus of everything is because of, from the perspective of godliness, of Enid Mulvadeh, just to do what Eibishter wants, so the chachilah, there's no struggle. And the same thing is when it comes to a person should be living a life of a stress-free life. So you could have sometimes that did, we all deal with this, that there, there's worries, there, there's digas, there, there's the realities of things that seem to pose a concern or something that might be worrisome. And a person has to be misgabbed, has to strengthen himself in, through the union of bitach. And if a person has that mindset that Teva itself is godliness and that the human beings can't harm him or hurt him and that even if they help him, it's just Abisha expressing himself through them. So then he doesn't have any worry. He, he, he's stress-free. He's not, uh, the, the, the Teva itself doesn't have a chashivas by him. And Rebbe explains that it may aim of this, somewhat of this at least we could already, this is already the avoid now, the beginning of Gula, to live with this mindset. So in other words... It's not necessarily it's 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 a shift of of focus. It's 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 looking at things from the perspective of trying to train ourselves, which every yid has that koyach inside of him. The mitzad the pshitas of azatzim anasham, a mitzad the simplistic connection that he has with Abishter. So all that exists is ained mulvade. So if he, if he tries to tap into that mindset and look at things from that viewpoint, that's already living gula. And a similar note, the Rebbe said in Simchas Teret Avshinon Beis, the Mugatik Asicha, the Rebbe said that it could be that the reason why Mashiach Atzach Farhalten until now that the Gula, you know, was held back until now, was because people weren't living on the mode of Einoid Mulvadoi. People, we were from, we were doing Teira Mitzvahs, but the, the idea of Einoid Mulvadoi living with that simplistic awareness of Einoid Mulvadoi, this is something which was lacking. And uh, the Rebbe said, you know, we already, this mania, this issue was also resolved, but the Rebbe was, was bringing out a very fundamental point. Mashiach is not just about, you know, we, we could do many good deeds to bring Mashiach, but Mashiach primarily and fundamentally is a mindset. As the Rebbe spoke, then there's, you have the Gemara, then the Mesech, the Kiddush, and the Mishnah says, I was Anin I was created to serve the Ebeshter. And there's another version that says, I wasn't created only to serve the Epishter. And the Rebbe would always highlight the advantage of the second version, which starts, I was not created. Only to serve my Creator. Meaning that a person, it's not that I exist. And after I exist, okay, I, 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 uh, I realize that I exist to serve my Creator. But my existence is an independent existence. No. The, the gears of Anila and Nivresi mean they don't exist. If I do, I start off with the, with the Hanukkah, with the record, with, with the perspective that my physical existence is not an existence. It's not an existence. If there is something that is already in existence, it's only Lashamish is going to serve the So this is a perspective that comes, it comes from the Etzaman Hashem. It comes from the, you know, with the old time words were Yechida. Even Yechida, the Rebbe says, is not the Etzem itself. Yechida is an expression but of the Etzem Anushama. But it's, it's the perspective of, 
of, of again, it's, 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 it's very high, but very, very direct, very real. This is, this is the essence of what, of what a Jew is, that he's one with Abishur, Einid Mulvadeh. Is this this is the type of mindset that Mashiach will embody, and through him he will bring that up within all the Jewish people. And um, we bring Mashiach through already living with this mindset now. The Rebbe took this, I think, to in, there's many different ways of, of, of highlighting this and explaining this in Avodas Hashem. But the Rebbe took this to the, at least where I feel, the Rebbe took this to the ultimate explanation. And there's a Sikha Shabbos, Pashas, Re'ei, Tavshim, Emtes, was Chodesh Elul. And the Rebbe was focusing on the different dimensions of Elul. You know, there's, there's different Oshitevis of Elul. It's Tayyat, Filat, Staka, Tshuva, Geula. And the Rebbe was highlighting over there, then the Avayd of a person, there's Tayyat, there's Tfilat, there's Stak, and then there's Tshuva, right? Tshuva we know is... Where a person digs in the part of his neshama, which is even deeper than Taita Mitzvah, even if a person sinned, and it was a level of his of his nefesh where he over he he wasn't interested in keeping Taita Mitzvah for whatever reason, he didn't do it, he rebelled against it. But there's a level of him that's even deeper that he could reconnect. That's tshuva. What's geula? What what is the uftu? What what is the advantage that geula has over tshuva? So the Rebbe explains over there that tshuva, very similar to what I, the part that I said before, but the Rebbe uses very different oasis over there. Tshuva means that there's two things. There's good and bad. I overpower the bad to the extent that the tshuva led me to a great desire to connect to the Ebesh, tshuva meyava, the greatest level, you know, the, you know, the, the ultimate uh, levels of tshuva. But at the end of the day, is the whole idea of tshuva means that there was there were two options. Tshuva is connected with pechira chavshus. Pechira chavshus means the Abisha gave me two options, good and bad, and they overpowered the bad. Now geula means something even deeper. Geula means I'm one with the Abisha. If I'm one with the Abisha, there's no good and bad. There's no two options. <laughs> there's one option. It's doing what Abisha wants. Not even shaykh there should be bad. It's a very deep word. And the Rebbe discusses there, if so, uh, the level of Gula. I mean, level of Gula basically means that a person, so to say, merges with Abishik completely, it's, uh, which is the ultimate idea of Gula, really. A person liberates, gets liberated, gets redeemed from all its limitations. There's only one way. As long as a person is still some form of Metzius, he still feels his own self, or what he identifies himself as his own self, because a Jew's own self is really the fact that he's one with Abishab, as long as there's something else over there. So then he's in Golos, there's still something else, there's still a source that uh, that that could go this two ways, even, even the level of Bechira, the fact that a Jew has free choice, the Rebbe says, also is not the ultimate connect connection with Abishab, because free choice means that Abishab gave, you made two different ways, Abishab gives you a choice, it's not the Ebeshter himself. The Ebeshter himself is one way. It's just the Ebeshter. Einad Mulvada, this, this, this tshuva is, is very great, but it's still not the ultimate connection. The ultimate connection means that a Jew reaches the level that eventually he's completely one with Ebeshter. There's no two, 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 two levels. And this is the level of that Saman Hashem in a certain sense. This is the way it will be when Sadam Mashiach will come. We will do Teira Mitzvah's Kemitzvah's Ritzenecha, the way the Ebeshter wants. The Rebbe speaks about this many times. Chassidah speaks about this. What does it mean? Kemitzas ritzenecha the way the Eibushter wants. So Chassidus explains one few one of the explanations of Chassidus. 
is that a person does a mitzvah now with a conscience of awareness. He's doing it, the Ebesheh gave him, the Rebbe uses the same explanation really in the, in the famous Kuntas Binin Alachas, the Hadran that was given after the Hadran and the Raman Tavshin Beis, the Rebbe doesn't use, connected there with the words Kmitzvah Sertzenacha, but in other places of Chassidus it seems to connect with the idea of Kmitzvah Sertzenacha. The, Rebbe, the, the idea basically means that usually we look at a mitzvah means there's me and there's the Eibush. And the Eibush gives me a commandment and I have, I am fulfilling the commandment. So the very definition of a mitzvah means that there's the commander and the one that's fulfilling the commandment. The, 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 there's, there's the mitzvah and the mitzvah. And through doing the mitzvah, we connect the two together. Mitzvah the ultimate way of fulfilling mitzvahs means I don't think about myself altogether. I'm at, at such a level I do I fulfill a mitzvah automatically. I'm one with Abishter. I don't even have to be commanded to fulfill the mitzvah. I do it automatically. Doesn't mean that I'm a robot, that I'm a zombie. I don't think so. It's a, it's a very, very deep experience of the Neshama where it's one with Abishter that automatically does what Abishter wants. Not because it's not thinking, but in other words, its thought is Abishter's thought. It's, 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 it's one with Abish did. It's, it's automatically doing what Hashem wants. So this is the, the idea of Kmissus of Tzinechad. Rabbi speaks of this concept that Rabbi explained about doing mitzvahs, um, and other, in similar terminology, similar words. For example, there's a sicha in the Kutay Sicha's Chelek Lamed Beis, the beginning of Chelek Lamed Beis about the idea of carbonus. A person is bringing a carbon, so we say, Nachasruach lefanei shematim nasaret seni. The Ebishter receives pleasure that his will was done. The Rebbe has a whole explanation there that when a person brings carbonus, at least according to the understanding explanation, according to Rashi, a person is not doing it for any motive, personal benefit. I mean, it depends which carbonus, but the carbonus and David, the carbonus that a person brings voluntarily, he's not doing it for any personal benefit. He's not even doing it because he feels that Abishah gets a benefit out of it, because he can't understand what benefit Abishah would have from taking an animal and just burning it on the Mizbeah. The reason why he does it is for one thing only, because that's what Abishah wants, and that's what Abishah gives, gives Abishah Nachasroch. He doesn't feel that, he doesn't even look at it that he is, that there's anything about him. He doesn't view himself as, it's me. The Rebbe highlights that by explaining like this, there's other mitzvahs that a person does, even though they don't make sense. Like, Paraduma, all the mitzvahs that are called chukim, things that don't make sense. But there, the avoid of a person is that he should do it despite the fact that it doesn't make sense. There's a whole avoida. A person is transcending himself, he's subjugating himself, he's going out of himself, but what? A, per a person is experiencing that itself as the purpose. The purpose is that I should forget about myself. I should do this despite I don't see a reason, despite the fact that I don't see a reason. And according to Pshat, this is the reason of Chukim. Those mitzvahs that have no reason, the purpose of the mitzvahs, they don't have a reason, but they have a purpose. The purpose is that a person should instill in his heart understanding that he does what Abishu wants, even though it doesn't make sense. So the Rebbe says there's still a cheshp in here. There's still a personal calculation. There's still some logical under, uh, you know, thinking of what I'm doing. The Rebbe says in another place, Kisisa Tav Shimem Tes, it seems the Rebbe was speaking about this point in different, this way, one way or another. When a person gives tzedakah, a person could sometimes give tzedakah in a way that he's having Mesir Snafish. He's going to be doing giving tzedakah beyond his cheshpoinus. But 
that itself is his cheshbon. What is his desire? His desire is to transcend himself. His desire, his, his avoid is to show that he's going to give away, he's, he's not going to, to, to cure about himself. He's going to be mevatal himself. At the, at the end of the day, is there's still the person himself. The fact that he's nullifying himself is also part of the person himself. He's trying to prove he's nullifying himself. The ultimate way of fulfilling a mitzvah is you're not thinking about yourself, not even thinking about the fact that you're nullifying yourself. A person instinctively is so one with Eibishter, the Eibishter wants something, he, he gives himself away for it. He does what Eibishter wants. So it's it's a very, very, I don't know what the right word is, abstract, deep form, but it's a very pure form of a mitzvah. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, the only example you might have is of, of a kid. Someone does a mitzvah, this is the right thing to do. This is what Eibishter wants. He's not thinking about himself. He's too young to start feeling his own cheshboinus, whether it's, whether it's physical benefits he will get, or spiritual benefit, or even having the benefit of the fact that he's doing something despite the fact that it has no benefit. So, in other words, in, in, in very basic terms, the, the avoid of a Mashiach will come, will be doing title, will be learning mitzvahs, but the, it will function on the level of etzim. It won't be that there's this cheshpin, there's that cheshpin, we're doing it for, we're doing it, we'll do it because we're one with the Eibishter. And, uh, I mean, the Rebbe spoke about this type of concept a number of times. There's a mimer of Purim Tavshin Yudalaf. Also, the Rebbe speaks of three levels of fulfilling mitzvahs, whoever wants to look at it. Third level is also very similar to what I just said. But this is, this, this is the, 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 the avoid, so to say, the, the manner, the, the way of thinking, the way of fulfilling Teda Mitzvahs, the way it's mitzad the etzem. Um, the, the, in, 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 you know, you, you could put it a little differently, maybe, although this is, this is a different, slightly different point. The Bismana Azah, we know at this time, these days when we do mitzvahs, the point of the mitzvahs is to elevate the world. We're doing it for a purpose, for, we're doing it not just to express our connection with Abishter, but there's, we know we're doing it because Abishter wants, wants, uh, but at the end of the day is in, in our in our experience of things we have to deal with with with, with an opposition with the world that opposes it and and try to change that when Mashiach will come the world will be one with Abishad Avoid will then be in the ultimate way in the most purest way just an expression of our oneness with Hashem the um In a similar way, in a similar concept, the idea that Mashiach has been sad is also expressed in another point. It is, I think, a very, very fundamental point that Lubavitchers take for granted. But the Rebbe's viewpoint on Mashiach, if you can, if you contrast it with just about any other viewpoint of Mashiach, is, is, is infinite gap, miles away. The Rebbe's viewpoint of Mashiach is, first of all, Mashiach coming in a, in a very good manner, in a very blissful manner. It's also the, the, the idea of Mashiach is that no Jew will be left behind, etc., etc., etc. In many other communities, you know, particularly today, there's, Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of talk of Mashiach and the Svarim coming out on Mashiach, but the perspective is very strong in a, is very strongly emphasized in a way that Mashiach as the idea of schar v'oynish, reward and punishment, it all depends on what you did. That's what you're going to get when Mashiach comes. Mashiach is the, uh, you know, is, is, is a time when, when, when all the balances add up and 
the good guys win, the bad guys lose, and uh, you know many different uh, how both how they interpret the events that are going on and and, and what you know that's. So Mashiach is a time where where good is revealed, and if you're not deserving of the good, then you have to, uh, I don't know, either shape up quickly or you lose out. Uh, I don't want to get into this uh, this discussion. Obviously, there's this is sourced. It's not made coming out of thin air. It's sourced in Psukim and Chazal, and so on and so forth. It is an element of Mashiach that's chav oinish, that's reward and punishment. But nevertheless, Rebbe. And the Rebbe did speak, the Rebbe spoke sometimes about these Baruvi Slabnu and Tavshimim Zayin. There were sometimes the Rebbe, very rarely I would say, the Rebbe would, 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 would sometimes go along that language. But definitely most times the Rebbe always tried to emphasize and bring that out, that every Jew will be Zaycha to the Gul and so on and so forth. And the reason is very simple. The reason is any... Any most levels of Mashiach, the way they are expressed in any other element of Torah besides Pnimi Satayra, is focusing Mashiach within a certain gather. Like the Rebbe explained many times, any revelation of godliness has a definition. The definition, and based on that definition, there are certain things that it works for, and other things it can't, you know, the definition has 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 a limitation. Something that's not a keli for the gilui, something that is is, is not able to receive that revelation or it runs contrary to it, cannot get it. So on any level, any vision of Mashiach, of Mashiach is, is the ultimate revelation of godliness. Okay, the ultimate revelation of godliness. So godliness is godliness. Something which is the opposite of godliness is obviously not the Kaylee, a Kaylee for godliness. So, you know, so 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 there is obviously there's 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 the beat or there's there, there, there's there's you know, separating, and you know, the world has to go through refining the process. What what is good? What is bad? What is deserving? Who is deserving of Mashiach? Who is not deserving of Mashiach? Or more potently, which which elements of creation are able to be a vessel for this revelation? Which which levels of creation have to be you know negated, and so on and so forth. When it comes to mitzad etzim, it's a different word. Obviously, there, there's, there's going to be the spirit of impurity will be revealed, will be removed from the earth. When it comes to every Jew, any element of, of creation that has a redeeming quality, so the whole point of Mashiach is that everything, any, any, every entity will be redeemed. And as Rebbe explained in the Sikh of Chukas Tav Shemem there's one entity in the world, there's one Jew that's left behind, that means that for every single Jew, it's not a true and complete redemption. So the Mashiach is not a gilu yoyed, a revelation of light, which if you're a keli for, you get it. If you don't get it, you're not a, a keli for, you don't get it. Mashiach is, a, is, is the revelation of the essence. The essence is everywhere. If there's one person who doesn't have it, it's not the essence. So even a Jew, the furthest Jew, he also has the etzim ha-nesham. He also has the essence of the nesham. And Mashiach will reveal that etzim ha-nesham. There might be a certain process of how that etzim anusham is revealed. Maybe for one person will be straightforward, another person, you know, will have to be a special avoid of Mashiach. Whatever it is, there's, there's obviously, you know, there's different levels and stages in the coming of Mashiach as well. And I mean, more particularly in general, Chassid speaks about the revelation of Atmos as taking place in a later stage. But uh, the, the, the basic fundamental thing is what the Rebbe's approach to Mashiach 
was very much mitzad the etzem. Therefore, every single yid will be redeemed, and, and, and the Rebbe's sprach was a very, very mashiachtik sprach. I mean, the Kimbovah Vegan Pasha, but it was looking at a Jew, so to say, how Mashiach looks at a Jew. That every Jew will be redeemed, every Jew is connected, and it's not such a simple thing, because even according to Torah, right, that there are some people, it says that these are Jews that don't have a chalik to the world to come. And the Rebbe wrote a whole letter explaining that even them, of course, according to one explanation or the other, eventually will have a chalik to the world to come. But the, the, the approach to look at it from that perspective is not just because Rebbe is, is very nice and trying to bring out the good in anyone, but it's also because this is the perspective of Mashiach, the way it's Mitzad, what Mashiach is, what, what also Mitzad, the perspective of the obviously, which goes hand in hand. But the Mashiach is a revelation of the essence of the Eibishter. And Mitzad, that, everything has to be good. Everything, obviously, there's certain things, certain things that are going to be eradicated. But anything that, that, that has a shaykhist to the Eibish that has to be, has to be redeemed, has to be good. And, uh, in, this, I mean, in, a, in a similar, in the same lines, which is perhaps exactly the same point, there's a sikh of the Fidik Rebbe, Simcha Tafre Sadik. The first time the Fidik Rebbe was in America, he was here in New York, I think, for Simcha Seyda. And there's this Mkudaydi Burim, there's a whole Fidik Rebbe wrote up the Sikha with Parichas, very long, and he explains there how it says about Mashiach, the Mashiach will judge with a sense of smell, he won't judge based on his eyes, based on his ears. And the Rebbe, the Fidik Rebbe explains over there that Mashiach will judge people, there'll be a dinner mishpat, there'll be a judgment that people are worthy for, for whatever, I don't want to get into it, the game Hadin or the Elam Ha, but there'll be a judgment, whoever's ready to reach the, the later revelations of, of after the period of Yemaisa Mashiach and whatever and so on and so forth, the Elam Haba. And he said, Mashiach will judge a person based on his what went on inside of him. In other words, Mashiach will be able to point out that the fact that a person, Mashiach won't judge a person based on what he sees or he hears, based on what the person did or didn't do. Mashiach will be able to understand all the circumstances. Mashiach will be able to understand the imkei ha-nefesh, the nivchei ha-nefesh, what the person went through and the different circumstances that led him to wherever he was. And Mashiach will be melamed schus, will be able to find merit on the person by showing that deep down the person is really good. Whatever he did was because of external circumstances. And the Rebbe, the Fidik Rebbe doesn't say this clearly, but the Rebbe, the Maimur, Achim Shopez, Aftav Shin Yudalov, the Rebbe, Chazer, Zavod, Fidik Rebbe, and the Rebbe adds the point that Mashiach will view each Jew the way his mitzad, the etzem, the way his mitzad is his, his essence. And the way his mitzad is essence, Mashiach will be able to bring out that that Jew is also good. So that's what it means that Mashiach will judge by sense of smell, he'll pick up on the etzem of the yid. So this is the level of Mashiach. It might sound simple to us, we might take it for granted, but first of all, it's, it's not always easy to implement. You know, it says that Mashiach will be the greatest, the, more, the greater person is a tzaddik, the more he's able to see the good even in the worst Russia. So a tzaddik gomer can see a good even in a Russia gomer, right? Certain people that everyone will say, oh, this person, whatever. But Mashiach will be the ultimate tzaddik, so will be able to see the good even in the ultimate Russia. It's a very powerful point. But again, the word here is Mashiach will be his, his, his look on the Yidden 
will be mitzah the etzem. That's because Mashiach himself will embody the etzem. What what is Mashiach smile? It's similar, I and mean, we all use this these similar language when we talk about the, the role of a Rebbe, right? The Rebbe is not just a very great tzaddik and a very great teacher and a miracle worker and a brachas giver and so on. That the role of a Rebbe is that he's 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 your essence, he's your etzem, he, he's an neshama klalas. And in, in his own Abodas Hashem, to add further, and this is also primarily the point, in his own Abodas Hashem, he embodies, he lives on that level. He lives on the level of that Hashem, whatever his, his way of, his seichel, his midas, his emotions, his thought, his, his interaction with people are all permeated, they're all based on the way things should be inside that of the Nisham. And this, since this is his level, so he brings it out by every Jew. And automatically, there's redemption. Automatically, all problems physically, spiritually dissipate because every problem is because of a deficiency in a certain gilu, in a certain revelation, whether it's physical, spiritual. But when there's a revelation of atzmos, then automatically, the, the, this, this is it. This is the ultimate bliss. Everything else is, is, is just an expression of that. And a similar point, again, just bringing out this point from another angle, the Rebbe's desire for Mashiach, right? There, there, there's, the Rebbe said about himself that I'm crazy about Mashiach. So there's a desire of Mashiach. He had certain tzaddikim throughout the generation, certain select few tzaddikim that are known, that they, that they had a great yearning and anticipation to Mashiach, which was shaloi be'erach, incomparable even to the other tzaddikim of the day and age. And, and, you know, every day, every night, they would daven about Mashiach, they would really expect Mashiach to come right away, and so on and so forth. But there is, here also, the yearning for Mashiach, if you look at it, there's different reasons a person could want Mashiach. On a very basic level, a person could want Mashiach, he shouldn't have physically, he shouldn't have his problems, he should have enough money, he should have whatever other problems he has. Then there's a higher way that it says, Lay Nasaba Khaman Abimi Mesa Mashiach, Drama is a Khamadim wanted Mashiach, they should be Pnuy Matayra Khachmasa, they should be able to be free to learn Taira and its wisdom, and it wasn't they weren't doing it for, you know, for just personal self-gratification. But the Rebbe explains that Ambam Zuras they Shiskulhailamhaba, they wanted to be cleave with Abish, the ultimate way that a human being could cleave. But self calls self to some type of uh, some type of cheshpan. Then you have Others Sfarim explain, and it is discussed in many sources, that a person should want Mashiach, not for himself at all, but because Golos HaShchina, because Ebeshir is in Golos, because godliness is concealed, and then there's a Chil Hashem, whatever explanation might be, Ebeshir suffers together with every Jew, so you should, you should do it for Ebeshir's sake, that should be the ultimate reason why we should have Mashiach, we should, we should forget about ourselves. But even there, in fact, Abishas and Golos is a very, is, 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 you know, is, 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 you know, is, 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 an explanation. But then there is, at least the way it seems to me, is a desire for Mashiach, which is, as the way the Rebbe says, and it's Abu, the fact that he didn't want Mashiach comes from the Etzaman Hashem. It's not because of any benefit. Even if a person would try to be able, you be able to come up with a benefit of staying any extra minute in Golos because you're, you know, some aliyah that get, gets accomplished through the extra yirida in Golos. But the Rebbe says that Yid desires Mashiach Misad the Etzem, 
And therefore, he's not interested in these benefits that Golas could bring. He wants, it should be Dira Betachtanim. He wants, he wants Mashiach because that's his desire of that Siman Hashem, which is the desire of that Siman of the Ebeshir as well. So that's, the Rebbe says, Nistelod Ramam uses the term, Nisavu HaChacham, the Chachamavim had a taiva. Like we know the Dira Betachtanim, as Chassidu says, is a taiva, is a desire which comes from the essence, something which transcend, transcends reasons, transcends logic. So, and then the Rebbe also says, the Rebbe uses, I mean, it's a, it's a different wording, but I think it's the same point. In the Maim Ravata Tetzava, the Rebbe, the Rebbe brings out how the desire for Mashiach comes from what is the expression of the Atrebbe's desire. Atrebbe's desire was, garnish, he, didn't, he doesn't want this world, doesn't want that world, he only wants David himself. In other words, is the fact that a Jew wants to be one with Eibushter. He's not looking for any chesboyness. He's not looking for personal gratification, for spiritual gratification. It's a very core desire. He wants to be one with Eibushter because that's the desire of his of, of his of, of, of the, his deepest essence. And this is the ultimate reason why a Jew wants Mashiach. And if the reason is that the type of Mashiach comes from that level, it's boundless. There's no chesboyness here. There, there's no, there's no, there's no way of measuring it or limiting it, and only certain times you want Mashiach. It's, it's, it's. This, this, this no, this is, you know, the the Rebbe says that even by a regular Jew, the desire for Mashiach is the idea of imchaloi chafasi. He doesn't want anything. He just wants to be himself. That's and you have to sometimes reveal it by a Jew, but that that's really where it's coming from. So true, Lav Dafke were able to put ourselves on that level, that that should be the only thing that matters to us at this point. But it's a very real desire. The fact that a Jew wants Mashiach, a Jew is pained in Golos, is something we all experience one way or another, but deep down where, where it essentially stems from, it's something, it's, 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 it's one where those, those moments that we genuinely want Mashiach is not just because problems will be taken away. There's something much deeper over there. There's a certain expression of the etzim of the Yid that he knows that something is wrong. What's wrong? We're in Gaulus. What's the Gaulus? Azai, the Ebeshir is in Gaulus. There's no Dira Betachtoinim. He wants the Ebeshir himself to be revealed. So this is the, the in many different ways, the Kuda that I'm trying to bring out is that the focus of Mashiach is the Gilia Etzem. It's, it's a very, very, I mean, again, like I said before, it's very hard to start giving explanations about Atzmos and Atzem Anushama, but it's very, very important Yisoyed, it's, it's maybe the Yisoyed, how Yisoyed is over here, to understand what the message of Mashiach is. The message of Mashiach, everything else, if you think about it, all the great revelations and that all the problems will be taken away and everything, it's, 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 it's not even type of smokim, it doesn't take up space, and you think about what the real essence of Mashiach is. Because everything else is an expression of a particular tzir, of a particular definition, a physical definition, a spiritual definition. What's bothering a Jew is something essential. His essence is, is so to say, incomplete, or is missing, is, 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 when Mashiach comes, there's something that his essence will, 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 will feel perfected. And then automatically everything else, so it'll take two seconds, everything else will be fixed up, fixed up as well. But in our, in our own Avoidus Hashem, what I would, I mean, based on the few sikhs that I mentioned, there's the idea of living with a mindset. First of all, it's, it's, I, you know, again, when looking at the world from a perspective of Enid Mulvadai, the, the, the Anila Nivresi, Elul Shamish is It's also the, the, um, 
It's also the mindset that Rebbe spoke about many times of particularly in, in the Sikhas of Nunbeis, even the last Farbrengen, and Rabbi said over there that, and tell us Nunbeis, it's more Barichas, Rabbi said over there that before a Jew does anything, there's a realization that he's one thing with the Abish. Even before he says, is an expression. He's connecting himself, he's nullifying himself to Hashem. Any expression is already some type of see or some type of definition, some type of shame, to use the terminology of Tel Dostovshin Beis. It's the way the Nisham is expressing itself. Even Masira Snefesh is an expression of the fact that I'm one with Abish. Since I'm one with Abish, I can't I give my life away from him. But then there's the fact, even before a person says Moidani, that he wakes up. What does it mean he wakes up? He realizes who he is. He's one thing with Abish there. As a result, he says Moidani. This is a very big aside because in, 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 I think particularly in our day and age, the, 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 there's Yesoida Yesoidas on our Avoidas Hashem is to start with the very basic and the most essential and fundamental points. Obviously, we're not living on that level in, in the ultimate sense, but even the very basic level is very real, and this is who we really are, which is the Yesoida Vyid's Avoida is not that, oh, I have, I have, I have to do this, I'm afraid of getting a punishment, or this Eilam Haza, Eilam Haba, or or whatever it is, what's uh, he, he's afraid what's going to happen to his neshama. The ultimate idea of doing Navoida, the identity that a Jew has as a Jew, is what? That he's one with the Epishter. That, that's That has to be his, his focus. Automatically, if he feels that he's one with the Epishter, so then he has, that's the beginning of the relationship. That That's that that's already what starts everything. If a Jew starts as the Epishter and there's me, okay, what does the Epishter want from me? Abishu wants me to love him, to be afraid of him, to this, okay, so I'll try to be misboyning how great Abishu is, so I should love him or fear him. He already missed the boat. He already, there's me and there's Abishu. And okay, now what does Abishu want from me? And I think particularly in today's day and age, when, 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 when people are not turned on by what people were turned on 20, 30, 40 years ago, this Yisoy, this Etzem, a person, it, it's, it's the weirdness, the recognition that the Etzem I'm one with the Ebeshter, not the Etzem means deep down, but that this is, that's a means like when the, when the, I mean, uh, not that this is the best thing to speak about, when the Yid was killed on Mesir Snafish, they killed him because he was a Jew. And he felt it very strongly that he's a Jew. What, in other words, this is who he is. No matter what he did or he didn't do, he's the Jew. He's one with the Abishter. However, whether he was aware of exactly the word, the proper words are oisius, but he felt it with every fiber, fiber of his being, that uh, the message is that this is who he is. And it didn't make a difference what he did or he didn't do. He's a Jew. He's one with the Abishter. And this is the, the Nekuda of, 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 of Mashiach, that the, 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 it's not, it starts with the Yisoy, that Now, a person has to bring that out. There, there, there's an avoid, the person might not focus on it. The Etzim might not be revealed. Might, it's there, it's always there. It's, it's a separate discussion of what does it mean, Golos by Etzim HaNashom, which I don't want to get into right now. That's when Hashem is always there, but it's Golos, at least in the sense that we're not focusing on it. That we don't let that message permeate us. 
המשיח will come, will be revealed בייני בוסר, you'll see it physically, it won't be something, it won't be something that you have to think about, to feel and to recognize. That will be the reality revealed in the most direct, ממושיסטיק way, חלק הלכה ממעל ממש, literally. But this is the Yisoyed, and I think that for most people that are struggling to avoid this Hashem, it starts because, you know, there's a chash when they feel bad, they, they feel good about this or about that, or they, they get turned off about this or about that, and, and they have this question, that kind of, but if the Yisoyed would be there, reverberating within them that they're bad, someone with the Eibish, okay, so fine, there's, there might still be things we have to overcome, but the connection is there in the most vivid way. And this is the idea, that's the, uh, the first thing to say, is that the awareness of uh, a Jew is one with the Eibishter. This is who he is, it doesn't make a difference, he's a Jew. Like when you go on and ask a person, are you Jewish? And then you put on tefillin, right? So I was thinking about it, it's not just Stam, you know, it's a, it's a question, you know, to, to see if you should put him on tefillin. But it's also, it's the Moedani, it's, it's, you wake up the person, are you Jewish? You're Jewish. By saying that, that... You t- told a person you're Jewish. In other words, this was the this was the awareness. He's a Jew. Maybe he's 80 years old, never put on tefillin's life. He didn't hear anything. It makes no difference. You're a Jew. Okay, now we'll express that. We'll put on tefillin. But what was the aside? Are you Jewish? That was the aside. The Jew knows he's one thing with the Eibishter. Mashiach will bring that out in the most open, revealed way, in a way that will encompass the whole existence of everything. Just like with Pashtus, what is the idea of Golis? That a Jew, we're all still one with the Abish, no matter where we are, but the question is, is that is that manifest in an open, revealed way? Are we sitting together with the Abishter? You know, uh, as the Rebbe said, with the Yain HaMashumar, the Shred HaBod, is, is the, are, we, are we in the Yerushalayim and HaKadosh together with the Abishter? No, in an open way. It seems like there, there's a, this, you know, we're not one with the Abish. The idea of the Etzim being Begilui means will become manifest in the most direct way, that we will literally be one with the Abish, be together with him in an open way. And the Begash Yisibruch, everything of our existence will be strongly manifest, that we have everything that we need, and whatever it is, because we're one with the Abish there. But the Yisoy, the Hanoche, is this awareness, this, 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 it's, again, it's, it's, it's obviously, it's very hard or impossible to put Etzim into words, and it's, 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 we're in the Hergish, it's Indian Atzmi, that the Rebbe wants us to live with that awareness. And if a Jew will live with that awareness, and he will look at the world the same way, that there's something that there's stopping me from doing Teramisus, it's not a real thing. person truly lives with this, he's living, he's liberated, he's, his, his essence is out. And again, the ultimate manifestation of this is that a Jew lives on a thing, he doesn't even think, can't even enter his mind that there should be something that opposes the Ebeshet, that there's even, like I mentioned before, that there's even two drachim, that there's two different ways, there's good and bad. You're bad to me one with the And again, it also helps us give us an insight in what the essence of Mashiach is all about. You could pinpoint many different qualities. Mashiach has all the qualities, because that's what Mashiach is, is, means. But it's not all about all the, the fact that he has all the qualities is not the essence of Mashiach. The Ebeshet also has all the qualities. The essence of the Ebeshit is that he's something which is beyond all qualities. He's Atzmus. And then the way he comes out in Giluyim, it comes in Revelations, he have all these qualities. The Etzim of Mashiach is not that his, his wisdom, or his faith, you know, his this smile, or that smile. The essence of Mashiach is Benachalav Ruach Hashem. So this explains, is, is the Ruach Yechelos Atzmus. Mashiach will be somebody that he will represent the Ebeshter. The Ebeshter will, will permeate his, the essence of the Ebeshter. 
The etzim of the Ebesh will become manifest in him. In an open way which will bring, reveal the etzim and the etzim of the Ebesh throughout creation, throughout the etzim and the Jewish people, and throughout creation as a whole. This is who Mashiach is, what, what he represents. And this is, this is in what Chassidus really, from the conception, comes to teach, particularly in the later Sikhs, Rebbe speaks about it, I think, the Chiddush of the later Sikhs, Rebbe speaks about it in a very imminent way, but the imminence of it, I think, also brings out, again, like I mentioned before, the Rebbe wasn't just saying something is about to happen, the Rebbe is also saying a certain state that we should be on, or that we're, we're getting to, and we should, we should tap into it. I think the imminence of the coming of Mashiach is not just the imminence in time, but it's an imminence in perspective. A person lives on that level of etzem, then it must doesn't make sense why Mashiach is not here. If a person looks at Mashiach as some eventual perfection of humanity, so it's a, it's it's a process, you know. A person looks at first he does he he, he goes to the level of nefesh, then ruach, then neshama, then chaya, yechida. He's traveling the he's ascending the ladder. So then, so something we want for and we hope. But it's, it's a spiritual, at the end of the day, it's a spiritual perfection. So first of all, it's the spiritual perfection. We don't necessarily feel the need for it, the Gashmis. And it's also, it's a, it's a long-term type of vision. It's a very powerful vision. It's the ultimate goal of everything. But we don't necessarily feel the imminence that has to happen right now. However, when you look at it, Mitzah the Etzem, a Jew wants to be the Nisavu, like I mentioned before, Nisavu, Mitzah the Etzem. So first of all, the etzem, if it's not down here, begashmi is then the whole thing is missing. The etzem zira betachdoinim, etzem is connected to the gashmi. It's not a spiritual redemption. It's not enough that there's some, you know, that the that the, 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 the all great my modern chassidus are printed. Jew wants the nisava kadosh baruch liyus zira betachdoinim. As long as godliness is the essence of godliness, is not revealed in the world. There's something missing essentially, but etzem, and uh, a Jew feels that. And therefore, a Jew, he can't understand why Mashiach isn't here. There's no cheshboinus that could explain anything to him. And therefore, he wants it to happen now, and he wants it to happen physically, immediately. He won't take anything else, because that is how Etzem feels about it. Besides the Etzem... The, the, the goddess doesn't make any sense. There's, there's, you know, mitzad. Any other level, there's, there's, there's already, there's, there's a process, and there's, there, there, there's a way how to get there, and there's, you know, those that do get deserve it, those that don't deserve it, and therefore there's a whole, there's a whole process, and it's time consuming, and it's this. Mitzad the etzem, it's a different word. Mitzad the pshitus ha'atzmus, the pshitus of the neshama, the way a Jew wants connected to Eibushet, he wants Mashiach now, and I think that's why the, the message of, of the Rebbe about Mashiach is something which is, is extremely powerful. And from one hand, it's like you can't really put it into words or into hasbara, but I think it sometimes eclipses our, our realization of what this really means, how powerful this is. In other words, Rebbe wants. The Rebbe is bringing out that our desire for Mashiach should be our essence. This is this is the essence of this essential expression of the essence of the Neshama wanting the essence of the Eibushter. And there's there's no pulpulum here. There's, there's no time to wait. And there's no there's no one. There's nothing. There's no cheshboyness. And this Jew should get it. This Jew shouldn't get it. It's a very powerful perspective. I don't think in, in the world that you know they they won't they can't really understand this because this whole these Yisoidists, the way we understand it based on Chassidus and the Rebbe's Maimorim and what we're trained to think, you know, uh, you know, they, they don't have. 
but also from us as Chabad Chassidim, it's also to the realization of this push for Mashiach is coming from a very, very deep point, from, from, from the, not deep, the, 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 the hidden, but in other words, this is the essential core of the expression of the Neshama. And as such, sometimes it's, it's very hard for us to, to express it, right? I remember someone was telling me, say, we want Mashiach now. I want Mashiach right now. It's, it's hard to say it sometimes, to mean it really, because it demands completely forgetting about yourself. I want, I want this, I want that. Yeah, eventually I want Mashiach to come. But like I, th- th- that feeling that stop, drop, and roll, the whole world, it does, right now I need Mashiach to come. That, that's the whole goal. It's sometimes hard for us to, 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 to just uh, internalize. But if we focus on internalizing what the message of Mashiach really is, in our avoda and in our look at the world at large, then we start understanding what where, where this is coming from, to some extent at least. Um, there's obviously uh, more to talk about, but it is that uh, we should see it, we should have the, 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 the ultimate revelation, and our essence should be revealed, the essence of Mashiach should be revealed, the essence of the Ebushah should be revealed. Should be Yachtai Vachesed, Mishrab Mashiach, not take it from Yad Mamish.